Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. Hello, you silly motherfuckers. Welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast with myself, Tanner Wilshaw, and fresh off his fight, Luke Spicer. Hey, everybody. What's up? Thanks for tuning in again. So you had an interesting night on Friday. Well, Friday was the easy part, man. Wednesday <laughs> was the interesting part. I uh, That was a hell of a weight cut. We didn't really talk about it at all because I didn't want anybody knowing nothing, but no, I started the week at 200 pounds, and... When Wednesday night when you showed up at you know nine o'clock to start the weight cut with me, I think I was like one ninety eight. My daughter puked. Yeah, it wasn't um, fun. And then uh, changed the changed the bed sheets and and uh, then we started the weight cut and Tammy came over to look after her and and uh, yeah, what did we cut in there? Like six six and a half pounds in the tub in three hours, which was horrible. It wasn't coming yeah. off good. I didn't sleep Wednesday night. That was, uh, you know, another whatever six six and a half hours under the heat blanket with sweats and all that stuff. Just a sweating, kept getting up. And Tammy, Tammy, luckily could stay. Um, she didn't sleep either. I felt horrible, man, because she she worked the next day, um, but she stayed there. And it, it's like everything against her her you know code of ethics, right? Like she's supposed to help people, and she's like get back onto those blankets. I'm like, I'm not even sweating. This is useless. She's like, you're not sweating because you're not under the blankets. And she's like, get <laughs> mad at me. And I'm like, I got to pee. She's like, you don't have to pee. And I could barely walk. And It didn't end on Wednesday, though. No, no. Well, you know, the crazy, like, thankfully, like she called my my younger sister, Jenrine. So Jenrine came over to get my kids ready for school and take them to school. And she came back to pick me up because I went and got an adjustment and um, at, at Pure and and then uh, Tammy put some ear tacks in to help, you know, jumpstart my my uh, kidneys and, and stuff to start flushing out liquid. And then you and me went down to uh, um, Bigger Wellness for, uh, you know, a, a, a little sauna session that turned into just over two hours in the sauna and a sweatsuit. And, and uh, you know, got the weight off. 185.6 was the official weight. Yeah. I looked like a walking, walking <laughs> death. I smelled like shit. And uh, you could have been on The Walking Dead with no makeup. Oh man, you know I have a lot of people that I've ran into the last few days, and they're like, "You looked really good in the in the pictures at the weigh-ins." I was like, "How do you?" But so when I looked at the pictures again, I'm like, "You know, the pictures don't the pictures don't do it justice. Like how badly I was actually like look I, at his face. Yeah, I felt like I had no no strength. Um, even shaking Markel's hand at the weigh-ins, like you know, I was like. I shook his hand and I was trying to grip it and and I he could tell like man this dude's weak like I, I could see it in his face like he's yeah. like this guy's weak and and uh, you know I went home and I I rehydrated I had a really good um, evening you know Tammy just kept bringing me you know water and electrolytes and and um, uh, food and that kind of stuff and and then on Thursday. Um, you know, I woke or not Thursday, Friday, Friday morning, right? Woke up and and ate, you know, ate some more. Ate my regular breakfast. Ate, um, I think I ate my regular lunch. Can't remember. Maybe I just had more lasagna. I can't remember. And and I, I just, you know, went about it very methodically all day Friday. Like I just, I rested. I had a couple naps. 
uh, Tammy came over and gave my my uh, like a whole a whole body massages to you know kind of fix everything relax it a little bit more because like everything hurt man my my back my neck like just I had a sore throat because I was dry heaving all all Wednesday night at the weight cut and I, I did I felt like I had a like a flu or something and you know but then friday night comes around and and um showtime showtime even at the venue it was weird because this fight i was like uh, i felt really weird all the way up to it you know there's a lot happened for this fight camp and i didn't want to talk about it before i didn't want to um you know i didn't want to use any of it as as an excuse if the outcome was different you know um it is what it is, right? Everybody has something, right? Everybody's yeah. got something wrong or an injury. I, I, I didn't, you know, I mean, we didn't talk about it before, but nine weeks out, I, I got my nose broke. I had a concussion. I couldn't train for two and a half weeks. Um, you know, I put on some weight during that two and a half weeks, which made the weight cut even harder. Like, um, I did have a lot of going on in this fight, but yeah. that, that night I just was like, you know what? Um, right before we walked out, I, I just thought, Man, it is what it is, and and I don't know what happened. Um, you know, I said a prayer. I always say a prayer before I walk out, and it was just like this calming came over me before I went out, and it was it was time for business. And you had I, the most badass corner of all time. Yeah, Steph was wicked. <laughs> uh, what do you mean yourself? I left you alone uh, in the back. I'm yeah. not good at calming people now, down. You know what? Steph was wicked actually, because <laughs> um, you know you and Gary were busy cornering yeah. a lot of other guys back and forth, and and I knew that. And Steph. Um, you know, she just, she wrapped my hands. I, I have to think, I saw Cam O'Connell's hands. Congrats, Cam, on your win on Friday night, you know. But, dude, his hands were so swollen. And Did you see the pictures on Facebook? Like, I, I asked him, I'm like, how many times did you hit that poor fella? Because his hands were fucked. Yeah, they're bad. And and I was like, you need, so I tagged Steph. I was like, you need some Steph Vicenza hand wrap jobs next time. She's my good. Hands are per- yeah. It was different because it was, it was different than my hands have ever been wrapped, you know. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know, they don't feel like the wrists are that good. But I was like, whatever. Like, But, man, they felt so good hitting stuff. Like, they're falling apart. Like, once I took them out, right, And because it's not wrapped all the way around and things like You're that. You're used just, to a cast, I'm guessing. Yeah. I yeah. hate that. You know what? I I always did too because my hands would always hurt after because there's no padding on my knuckles. Nothing. But it was like, you know, then I go, well, maybe that's why I didn't put them away. No. <laughs> no. No, but it was like my hands felt so good. But she just, I mean, you know Steph. She's she's so calm all the time. She's But she's yeah. got a good way of just relaxing you. I mean, she's in the back joking around. There's a couple times that she's like, I gotta, I gotta loosen up your muscles. I was like, man, I don't want to hit any more pads, you know. She's like, nope, just sit down. And she like gave my body this little like little mini rub down thing, yeah, yeah. and then slapped everything. And she just made jokes and stuff. She, she was great. Yeah. She just, she just got me to, to, to totally relax. And then when it was go time, it was like um, I walked out and I was like, you know what? I've been here thirty three times already, um, and uh, I know what I'm gonna do. And he's gonna hit me, and I'm gonna hit him back. And you know, you you weren't around for this fight camp to 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 hit me. You know, um, probably a good thing. Probably a good thing, yeah. <laughs> but it was like, you know, I know I've been hit hard. I know yeah. I've been I know I've been kicked hard. Uh, but I could see things differently. Like all the movement stuff that we were doing in this training camp with um, with with Gary holding Buster and doing doing that head movement stuff and yeah. and and you know a lot of the visual training drills that I was doing and stuff like that. I just I mean, I made that joke, but I did it. It felt like he was in slow motion. Like, I could see things way clearer. Well, you were doing, like, the, the vision training, which paid off. 
Um, I don't know anybody on the planet that couldn't have seen some of those punches coming. Though <laughs> some of the punches, <laughs> some of the punches were, were pretty. I haven't seen the fight yet. I mean, I'm kind of choked. I wish. Uh, like, I, the I first round, he was good. He was yeah. good in the first round, and then the second round. It started coming from West Texas. You know what? I think that, like, I mean, it'd be interesting to talk to Markel a little bit. Um, you know, nobody wants to, I don't know what it's like after you lose it. I, mean, I talked to him for, like, half an hour after the fight. Yeah, I'm bummed. I went back there to see him, and he was gone. So, so Markel didn't cut weight. No. Not a pound. Not Really? Not one pound. Okay. He was sick as fuck. Yeah, I saw that actually because we weren't friends on Facebook till after the fight, and I yeah. and I scrolled through kind of see if he wrote anything, and then I saw yeah about three weeks ago he was like in yeah. a in a he had a picture of how sick he was or whatever. So that you yeah. know, and that's that's crappy too. Then right? I mean, you know, like because then for me it's like, well, did I get the best version of Markel? Then the answer is no. You know, like I think um, that you got the best version of Markel up to the up to this date. If you've watched any of his MMA fights. He looked way better in this fight. Yeah, you know, but he—I know that he came out I, for me, and that's what I like. I was second guessing a lot of stuff. Like, is he gonna just come like a crazy person? Is he gonna come out like calm, cool, and collected? I mean, he was in the in the in the cage, you know, before when everybody's eating dinner, just you know, checking it out, doing the Y crew, and doing a warm up that he wouldn't get to do um, in this fight uh, because of the the um, the way the fight is set up, right? And so I was in there looking at him. I wasn't actually like watching him move necessarily, but I was like, when is this guy going to get out of there? I want to go in and put my feet on the canvas and see what it's like. And I finally said to Tammy, I was like, whatever, I'm going in there. She's like, with him in there? I'm like, I don't even care. So I, you know, he's in there in, a, in, a, in his, you know, sweats and his hoodie and everything like most fighters. And I'm I'm rocking a custom suit fitted nice and and uh from milano for man and i'm like whatever i'm going in there slip the socks off and the dress shoes and walk in and and i go i go i can't wait for you any longer like hurry the hell up you've been in here forever i said you don't need to be in here this long you've already been here longer than the fight's gonna last and he's like oh brother come on man (laughs) and you know but then i I thought i had to get in there and play start playing the head games because i've been good at that all, all those years and you know, he, he shook my hand to say, have a good fight. But when he shook my hand, it was different than he shook my hand the night before. Like, I'm different. And he goes, whoa, you're strong. Like, and I know he meant that, like, just compared to last night, you're, yeah, yeah. you're strong. But I knew that's what he meant. And I go, of course I'm strong. I'm always strong. And I, and I go, I'm very strong. And it was like, to me, it was almost like he went, oh, crap. You know, like, and uh, and then and then we just started, and I moved around. I said, I don't need to be in here any longer. I just need to see what signs are slippery. I said, this one's slippery, that one's there, whatever, man. Like, I mean, once you start fighting, it doesn't really matter. No. Um, and um, you know, and then I left, and and I saw him a few times throughout the night, and he just didn't look like he wasn't as confident after after I um after he realized how much stronger I was. I think he figured I was going to be this weak person that was there on on. Thursday for the weigh-ins that just there's no way I could recover that fast and you know we had everything planned out um for for after the weigh-ins yeah. and and I, and I did it very methodically to to get back to where I needed to be and and um you know when when he came out in that first round you know kind of calm cool and and started chucking some bombs I mean I blocked a lot of them but he got he got one through hit me in the nose and I was like great it's friggin' broken. Great. Like, <laughs> and and then he hit me again. I don't know what he hit me with, but I I saw stars. Right straight. And then I was like, "Where's where's he going? Like, what's he doing? Like, yeah. he, he 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 like turned and ran away after. I was like, 
what the heck? So when I looked at him, I was like, I smiled. I was like, good one, good one. Nodded my head, and then I cracked him back, and it was like his whole face changed. He was like, After that, I just hit him with there. everything, and he just looked at me and laughed. And and I did, because I, cause I knew I was like, um, you know, I was fully prepared to, to take a knee. Like if he kept the barrage coming up, because I wasn't gonna let it like knock me out, but I was seeing stars. And then after that, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta regroup. And I, I, I just started that in and out, and I could hear you guys. Um, you know, this is the Did first you time. Did you hear us screaming at you in the third round? <laughs> the third round, man, I was just like, I, I was pretty gassed too. But I was, honestly, I kind of feel like I, I, um. I'm never happy with my performance, right? I'm always trying to improve. But I um, I was looking at him going, he's done. I should be able to put him away. But I was like, but he was winding up. And I knew how hard he hit. like Because he did tag me. And I was like, if he hits me with one of them Hail Mary <coughs> punches, I could go down. And I'm winning this fight. And I was like, I didn't want to just coast around and run away. But I was like, I have to just stick to the in Hit him with two, yeah. get out in, hit him with two. There's a few times where I know I hit him with more. Um, but I also felt like, uh, you know, it, I really want to see the fight. I want to see how hard I hit him. I know some of those punches when I hit him in the stomach with my right hand, which before this fight I we knew that I, I couldn't throw a right hand without my eye blinking. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, I could see everything. And, and I know I hit him with some of them. And you could hear the crowd go, oh, and I was like, damn, that was hard. <laughs> like, and you could see it in his face. Like, I hit yeah. him hard, right? And I was like, why won't he go down? But, you know, he's tough. The only thing that I really took from the fight that you could work on was distance management. That was it. Yeah, that's something I really want to work at with you guys and 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 Roman, you know, especially because with with the hands, like I found lots of times I hit him with my jab super hard, yeah, and I throw the cross and I'd miss because he's already gone and I wasn't covering enough space with. with he the was ball running through. though, like yeah. it, it's pretty hard to track a guy down when they're constantly perpetual motion backwards. Mm-hmm. So that's hard. Um, I actually walked into the event with Markel. So I showed up to the arena at the same time he did. Mm. And we walked in. And the ticket lady's like, oh, can I help you find your seats? I'm like, yeah, he'll be sitting in the cage. And he looks at me. He goes, what? But Oh, you'll be, you're sitting in the cage. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> and then uh, as the night progressed, I was watching the fight with him at the doorway. Cause I, Advin's fight. Advin's yeah. fight. I'm, like, I'm a mind game guy. I like to fuck with dudes. Me too. So, yeah, I'm joking around with him at the door, and then the fight's almost over, and I go, all right, well, I'll see you in a couple minutes out there. He's like, what? Like, I'll see you out there. He's like, oh, shit, you're his trainer. He's like, yeah. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I talked to Mike, too, before the fight, right? Like, um, you know, his trainer, I haven't seen Mike for, for, you know, well, I saw him in the last year, I guess, right, in the summer or whatever like that, and... um, you know, he's always had a good thing. Mean, mean Hakeem was there too to corner him. Um, he'll be on the cool podcast guys, yeah. next week. We're super happy to have him on next week. What's up, Hakeem? And uh, you know, uh, he, he trains at a good gym. You know, I mean, yeah. the crazy thing for me is I fought a lot of guys out of Calgary over the years, right? And and I have so many friends there, and it's it's amazing how many people will send me a little message or or, or shoot me a text and be like, oh yeah, you know, like good luck, and you know, you know, we can't like cheer for you verbally outside but in our heads we're, we're cheering for you or whatever it's it's kind of nice because you just yeah. you develop all these relationships with these guys and and so um you know i was i was happy with everything obviously it's nice to get a win anytime you get a win um 
the show itself I think went went off pretty good. Yeah. Um, the Havoc guys put together a, a good show. I mean, in a tough economy, you know. I I don't know for sure. I haven't you know talked to Jesse. Like I don't. I I know they were worried they're gonna make you know make or break. There was a lot even. of people there. There was a lot of people. It looked like it turned out to be a pretty decent show. I don't yeah. know how many tables they sold. But I I really hope they did okay. Um, they're talking about having another show June 2nd now. Is that what it is? That's that's what he said. I, I think I think that's a date that they're looking for. I would prefer June rather than May. Yeah, I mean, I want May because then I could could stretch it out and say I don't want to fight again. But I, I don't really want to wait till June to, to fight. I mean, I've got... Well, the only thing that's bad on me right now is both my ankles and my feet are, are really swollen um, from, from kicking and checking. I did check a lot of his right kicks, but they, they slid down my leg and into my ankle. I'd like to see how I was checking them. I think my foot was was pointed down, and, and, I, was, and I was eating them a lot more than if I had my foot flexed because um, they were you know just banging and rattling my foot around. I also checked too high, yeah. you know, um, which is why I was catching them in the ankle a lot. Um, it's better than eating them. Well, it is. I mean, I did eat a few of them, but uh, you know that. That being said, um, I've got a I've got an X-ray today just just to make sure. I don't think anything's broken, but it'll be you know good to see. Yeah. Uh, if that's the case, if there is something cracked or whatever, well then, hey, I mean, I got now I got the six to eight weeks of healing ahead of me to, to set that. Where yeah. you know I'll still you can still have pads and shit. Yeah, and box or whatever like that, and but I won't be able to be any, doing any kicking or, or or serious stuff. Um. I don't think it's broken. Uh, so if I can get back into the gym and, you know, I say a week, but, you know, another week, maybe by next yeah. week, mid-next week, um, start doing some 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 training and some, some boxing or whatever. And just see. I mean, take it by day by day. I don't want to fall off too bad. I've, Are you going to come in tonight and just say hi to everybody? I don't know. I got an event tonight I'm supposed to go to, but I don't know if I want to sit down again. Like, it's it's hard. It's actually hard to sit. Like, if I, if I get my feet elevated... I feel a lot better. Uh, that's what I did this weekend. I really rested. Actually, it's hilarious because I had my son on Saturday, so I go pick him up, and and he's he's like you know he's bummed. So we kind of watched the Twitter videos, the 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 two minutes that they had up of each yeah. round, and he's like, "Dad, you look good. You're moving." We're laying on the couch, and uh, Tammy told me, "Just go get your son. Go home. If you need groceries, I'll get them for you later. Like I want you resting." And um, so. I have a hard time doing that though. Like I have a hard time having somebody quote unquote take care of me. And I know she wants to do it so well and I love her for You're it. You're a grown ass man. Exactly. So I, I go realize I have like no food. Benjamin doesn't know what he wants for lunch. So I said, <laughs> let's just stop at Save on Quick. We'll grab like two things like milk and like yogurt or something. But we get in there and I'm like, do do do. So I do full on like grocery shopping, oh, like 15 bags of groceries. <laughs> but as I'm walking out, I'm like, I'm like, Man, that chick has done so much for me this last week. So yeah. I was like, we got to get Tammy some flowers. And Benjamin's like, ooh, Dad, look at these Where's ones. Where's my fucking flowers? Oh, I could get you flowers if you want. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you'd be mad if I got you flowers. No. So I get some flowers. I bring them home. And I text her. And I was like, because she's done her. She had a meeting. And she's like, well, do you need anything from the grocery store? I could stop and grab a few things. I was like, I stopped and grabbed the essentials. I'll be okay. She's like, did you forget everything? I was like, by essentials, I mean, I did a full-on grocery trip. She's like, <laughs> so she's. She's mad. So she comes over and I was like, I was like, there's something on the counter for you. And she walks out there and she sees the flowers are all set up and she's like, ah, they're still at my house. She hasn't taken them home. I'm like I was going to drive over there with yeah. the flowers and set them up. And Benjamin goes, dad, I don't think you should. This is right outside the grocery store. I go, what do you mean? He goes, didn't Tammy say you were supposed to just go home and rest? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, if you drive over there and then set them up, like, 
I think she's going to be even more mad at you. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. He's like, let's just take him home. So I tell her all this stuff. And she laughs and she goes, what have you guys had to eat today? I was like, nothing. She's like, what have you drank besides the coffee that you had three hours ago? I was like, just the coffee. She's like, what? So then she's mad. So then she's like, warms up all this food and she brings it out to her two, to actually to her to, to her two boys in town because Josh is you know in, in Victoria. But yeah. she brings out food for us. We're sitting at the table. She gets us all set up. She's like, okay, I'm gonna be back in a few hours to make supper with her with her daughters Brooklyn and Madison. And she's yeah. like, she goes. You need to eat and drink and rest. And she's like, Benjamin, you'd be on your dad. So he was good all day. I had put a picture up because he went out on the deck Fill with Mitt, snow, put yeah. snow in, and you know, had all that on there. And so, you know, I told her, I was like, I had a banana. She's like, ooh, a banana. But this is the hardest part right now for me is is um, I ate that way, so structured for months and months and months. And, yeah. and now, like, I still have, you know, all my food from Lanita. Like, she brought over another week's worth of stuff. But now I'm like... Ugh, like the stuff she brought is like take a week yeah you, well, you have to well no I, and i am i'm going out for lunch today i got lunch meetings all all week booked you oh know? do you oh yeah yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> different people different people want to go for lunch or whatever i got some new sponsors i'm gonna go meet up with and and things like that so um you know it's good but but it's the the hardest the hardest part for me i find is continuing to drink the water i'm like i've had two glasses of yeah, water it today. tastes like shit I'm like, oh, well, no, it doesn't even taste. It's just the, the fact that it's I'm... It's boring. It's boring, but I like drinking it. I yeah, like, I love water. It's good for you. Um, so, <laughs> you know, this this week, you know, kind of getting in, but but I'm notorious for starting saying, oh, I'm taking a week, and then three weeks later, I'm 10 pounds heavier. I'm sluggish. I'm like, I, I don't want to be like that. So for me, I'm a, I'm a very routine person. Uh, I didn't take this fight to be like, ooh, this is a fight, and I'm going to take a break for a month. It's like this fight for me was just... Uh, another another rung on the ladder and i need to climb it and and in order to get to the top where i want to be at i gotta get my butt back to the gym i gotta start training so that being said it's like okay well how do you get there faster well you eat clean food so the swelling and inflammation goes down i drink the water i get the rest like i'm supposed to do so you know um yeah i got this event tonight but i yeah there is there's there's a big part of me that's like man i want to go to the gym tonight and just walk in and and see everybody and i always go to the gym the next day like uh, even if it's just it's just to stay in that routine well i might but, be rocking the suit then because that's why not yeah. fuck it just stop in and say hi to everybody and then leave yeah. it's not it's not a bad thing interesting development on the night i did get a chance to talk to mr Devin niece oh yeah who i've never ever talked to before i talked to him that night too and apparently we had a, a game of broken telephone <laughs> i guess but uh Devin's actually a really cool guy yeah, I you know I I always thought that I mean you 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 guys had your thing and I was like whatever I mean you you got a thing with everybody so I just kind of <laughs> go whatever if any if anybody's right it's like maybe maybe Tanner's the dick no I uh, I thought that too I was like man I can't believe Devin said that to me like what a jerk but, but <laughs> when I talked to him that night and you know we laughed I was and and when I when I when I got to actually hear him say what had actually happened on his end and 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 talk yeah. about it I was like okay. There's the Devin that I know, right? Yeah. There's the Devin that's being funny, that's yeah. not actually being, you know, you know, jerk or whatever. And I, I, uh, it, it's funny that because you had said that to me, um, before my fight. Yes. Yeah, because then you're like, yeah, don't, don't say anything, because I, I, Devin, one hundred percent was gonna call, make fun of you after I won the fight <laughs> uh, in the ring, and 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 just say, how's that for, beg a milk. He would have laughed though. I know he would have laughed yeah. now, but I just, you know, it was funny because. You know, I um, 
didn't but you know what i wanted to do after the fight and i want to tell you that before because my brain was like like mush like after i just it always goes out um i uh originally yeah i was gonna you know just razz on Devin a little bit but but after hearing um Krako call out my hand I mean, good <coughs> oh, for you're him. gonna call out Krako. <laughs> yeah i was like you know what you just you just fought at 185 you know you want to call it a guy that just had surgery and and the commission won't let him fight you uh i thought yeah, you know what? I mean, I don't know how many kickboxing fights the guys had as an amateur. I know that's only his like, first. He's had a few. Yeah. yeah, but I was like, you know, and he, I haven't seen the fight, you know, but I know Avin's a gamer. I mean, that was Avin's first fight in two and a half years. I know Ring Rust better than anybody. It was a good fight. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I uh, I said, I'd like to fight that dude. You know, he looks tough, and so. Hear that, people? I said, Luke Spicer versus Matt Krako. Well, I heard it's going to happen as long as Matt you know, decides to sign it. But yeah. I said before I fought Markel that I will fight anybody anywhere. I mean that. I cut a lot of weight to get down to this fight. I am um, there's certain fights I mean, you know, you kinda go, Well, is it good for the career? Is it not? Like I did get offered a fight um backstage after the fight in Fort yeah. McMurray again. That one's a tough one though, and I still don't know what I'm gonna do there. It depends when it is. I mean obviously if it's too close to this one I'll I'll take the title fight if they're gonna do that. I heard they yeah, want to yeah. do a, you know, the the Avic belt or something like that, which is cool. I mean, it's just a local promotion. Spice Life Champions. Yeah, the champions. Yeah, I I want to fight for a title not because I want the title. I want to fight five rounds. Yeah. I, I I, it sounds like an excuse, but I don't do well with three round fights. I I, I traditionally haven't. You start slow. I finish so. people in the fourth round or the fifth round. Yeah. So you know, I tried to pick it up the pace a little bit this this fight. Um just yeah it's a little different you know so this will be cool if i can get this fight and have and fight for five rounds um you know that that fight in fort mcmurray against Dwayne lewis is, is what they kind of said they want to do a, a charity benefit thing because i mean Dwayne lost he's his house in the fire tough dude he is and at 205 Ooh. i mean he's a big boy and i was like you know what but then i started thinking after i'm like that's not good man i mean the fort mcmurray crowd loved me the last time but now i'm gonna go to fort mcmurray Fight a dude that they're raising money for. Perfect. What, what do I get if I beat him up? Everybody's going to hate me. They're probably not going to let me leave town. Nah. You'll be fine. <laughs> it depends on the date is, though. Um, again, it, that'd be the tough one, though, right? If it's too far. Is it at 205 or 185? They want to fight at 205, which yeah. I, I, I think I can't do that, especially if I'm going to fight at 185 later, right? So, no. um, And I and I told I told um, uh, Matthew that. 195? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. do a catch weight. Yeah. yeah. That'd be okay. There you go, guys. Maybe do a catch weight. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's there's lots of good stuff. I, I got a really good uh, outlook, I guess, for 2017. You know, 2016 was a bit of a bit of a crazy year for me. I had a lot of stuff going on um, the last the last two months for this camp, but you know, a lot of it came to head with the fight. And then you know, yesterday I dealt with a lot of other stuff outside the the fight world that that. Um, really left me feeling a lot better right yeah. um uh you know i got a, i got a really busy year um so there's there's lots of good stuff going on and and yeah like i said just i'm happy to be with uh with arashi doe now and gary and and having uh all these good training partners a lot of pro fighters out of there um you know and just continuing to train the way we did the training camp for this camp we we adjusted a lot of stuff because of the concussion and because of the injury but to be honest this is how I'd like to see a camp go the whole time for me. I felt really good going in there. I, I felt like um, I, I don't like doing a lot of the sparring. Uh, sparring throws me off. 
I can't. I can't. You're hit not people. good in in the gym sparring. No, I can't hit people, but I can hit. I can hit Buster. Yeah. I can hit the bag. I can. I can move like I want to move. You know. Um, I don't want to get into a a ninety percent battle with you or with Advin throwing throwing down at the gym. It's not. It's not good I for anybody. It. Yeah, but I don't actually but hit you the way I want to hit you. No, because you know? you're fucking scared. It's okay. I'm not scared. Of you. <laughs> I'm scared of hurting you. Oh, Ooh, shots fired! So I'll address the situation that happened at Havoc uh, after Solomon Cortelli's <laughs> fight. I got into an altercation with a Mr. Kent Brown from Red Deer from Kent State Martial Arts. Kent and I don't like each other, um, so there were some words exchanged, some fuck yous, and he called me a fat fuck. I called him a steroid monkey. Uh, at at the end of it, I told him to sign a contract to fight me. 100% I know he'll never ever fight me We're in different weight classes He's a 55er, I'm an 85er um, I have zero interest in fighting Kent Brown He's 55 years old He's 0-3 and, and his skills are subpar at best There's a reason why every professional fighter That's went through that gym has left And not on good terms Because he's a douchebag Um I wish Kent all the best in his future endeavors. I know that he has some personal issues going on with some home life in his gym. And I don't ever wish for anybody to fail at anything. So I hope that he can turn it around and maybe hit a different demographic or something like that with his gym. But uh, as far as now, Kent Brown, you're in my rearview mirror. You don't enter my thoughts. You, you're nothing. You don't mean shit to me. So wow, you see me cross the fucking street. Okay, I was gonna say where where is this coming from? This sounds like Tanner's getting soft, but never mind. You ended it the way I expected you to end it. <laughs> I, I just I am to fight him makes no makes no sense to me. No. There's no there's no upside for it. What's he gonna get? 0 and four. Well he hasn't fought in like six years. Seven He's fucking years. fifty. Yeah, but I, I got mean, I got no there's no interest in that fight. I did tell him to sign a contract. If he signs a contract, good for you. Post it up on your wall and tell everybody I backed it. I don't care. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's it means nothing to me. I got some I got some bigger things coming up on the horizon. Maybe we'll see that uh, that big boy Steve Roy come on down to 185 pounds and we'll go at it for the title in in June. Ooh, that'd be cool. Um, other than that, we can address these fan questions and we'll get you out of here because I know you got some shit to do today. Today's rehab day a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to go for a float at the float shack. So what was this gentleman's name? His name is Kurt Kurt Spady. Kurt and I go way back. He's a good guy. Kurt says he has some questions and comments he would like to address on the, on the show today. He sent a chapter from a book though, didn't he? Oh Yeah. (laughs) He, he also says he knows next to nothing about kickboxing or Kurt, MMA. Kurt actually wrote two books, believe it or not. Did he? Yeah, like on business and, and uh, leadership. They're pretty good. So part one of this is Luke Spicer had the most entertaining fight of the night. Always has the he, most entertaining fight of the night. He appeared to be dominant the other he, he appeared to be dominant to the other fighter from thirty seconds in and onward. Why was the card why was the scorecard 29-28 on all three judges? 100% Markel beat me in the first round. 100%. Yeah, it wasn't 30 seconds. He he probably yeah. won the first two he, minutes of that round. He he won the round for sure. He tagged me with some big shots. I um I would have been surprised if um if any judge gave me a 30, and none of them did. Um, 
And those, those judges, you know, I mean, they brought in different guys because it's kickboxing. Those judges judge a lot of kickboxing across Alberta. Yeah. Um, they're, they're really good judges. They're very um, professional. Um, you know, it, Alberta is a small community still for fighting. Like, I know all of those guys, um, you know, uh, outside of a fight, we would talk back if i drank we'd have a beer you know if i saw them out uh they're good guys yeah but at the same time like they they gave me the cold shoulder when they saw me on fight night right it was like yeah, oh, yeah. gee you know because they they want to very be very impartial so um i knew i won that fight but i i definitely knew it was going to be something like they scored at 29 28 as soon as they read that i was like i got this, this it is was 100 percent yeah. the right scorecard yeah 100 percent. So. uh number two He's wondering about the leg catches. They just were in the rules that there was no leg catches. Yeah, which is weird. There's a couple rules in this 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 thing that like the havoc rules that are that are kind of dumb. I mean, they even came out. Were you in the back when when they came out to see if I had tie shorts on? And they yes. can't wear tie shorts. It says right in the rules. I was like, it's a kickboxing fight. This is the stupidest thing ever. So they need to what change the fuck that. What does a shorts matter? I don't know. They need to change that though. I think that's what happens when they copied and pasted rules and put them together. <laughs> like they missed it. Yeah. So yeah, there was no there was no catching, there was no longer clinch. You weren't allowed to clinch and knee repeatedly. I uh, had to you had to clinch and let go and, and hit. You were not allowed to grab um, a, a kick, which is also fairly weird. Um, so again, K one rules. Yeah, but but K one rules. You I thought you could still grab a kick and, and throw throw a technique. You see most of those guys though when the kick comes. Yeah, they'll they'll push it, it out, away. Yeah. But like he was grabbing kicks. He was. Kick. You know what I mean? And I mean, for me and Markel, it's something that we're both used to doing very much so. I would do it. Um, but you could see us both doing it to each other, but then but then complaining when one of us would do it. Like, wait, come on, Rev, what's going on? <laughs> right? Like, hey, come yeah. on. Like trying to get a little bit of an upper hand. And and uh, he, he did it uh, quite a few times more. Thankfully, I was able to get those teeps off that, that right kick. Right kick him and then teep him in the chest and, and get him away. But uh, Part three. Why was the event so long? It was almost 12.30 before it ended. If I was at a table for dinner that long, blah, blah, blah. If you were an event promoter, would you change this? Um, the, the the time limit on these events, they never start on time because shit, something, something fucked up always happens. It's the, the, I think the hardest part is is that, you know, yeah, it goes long because because almost every fight went the distance, right? Yeah. And when you got MMA fights that are... 15 minutes each fight and they go the distance the other part is is if every fight ends in the first round then then the fight's way on you know they maybe had a couple too many fights the issue occurred is that oftentimes with 12 fights like they had is that what they actually had 12 or 11 it was 12 i think 12 fights um even at weigh-ins sometimes fights fall apart so if they only book say 10 fights and then two fall apart well now they only got eight so they usually book 12 fights there's usually something happens. Somebody doesn't get blood work in. As it was, there was two different fights where they had to go get blood work that day and get it rushed, and it was a certain test. It was in, get though. Done. That's the problem. Huh? The blood work. Solomon's blood work was done. But he missed something. Something no, was he wrong. Didn't. They, didn't, they just didn't put the right Check. thing on the yeah, form. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but even still, they have to go get it done. Um, you know, so so that that that's why that is. I don't like it either. I mean, as it was, I never got to the after party to like one thirty, like. Ridiculous. I didn't even go. Thanks, Jeremy, at J and J Pub for saving me a table and making me some food and keeping it warm for me. Appreciate it. Uh, part four: the new entrance music for Luke and Tanner is awesome. Whoever made that, you guys should get it up on iTunes. I would buy it. Working on that. Um, 
we'll see what happens. The guy that made them currently isn't available to talk to at this time, so we'll deal with that as it comes. But I was super happy because I mean, uh, what one of the guys actually came out to my to, to Cinderella Man, which yeah. has been my fight song, and I was like. Man, that's my song. I was like, thank goodness I don't have that one anymore. So, Sean, thanks a bunch, man. I, I played it. I I did actually announce, remember, and I, I forgot to tape it. But hopefully somebody's got a, got a copy of it we can send you um, with me walking out. But, yeah, that was cool to hear that. And here you go. I knew it was going on. It was pretty sweet. So Yeah. Uh, part five, I think video would add to the podcast. For example, wearing your shirts. We're on top of this shit already. We're working on it. We're new to this stuff. We're only this is a episode eighteen, so yeah. we haven't we haven't done a million episodes yet. But we ha- we do have one video episode in the bank. We're waiting for another probably three. Yeah. Till we put them up on iTunes. Well, and you figured out how to record Skype now, right? So, yes. So we should be able to do so that we'll next have week with me Hakeem. Hakeem. Ooh, there you go, Hakeem. If you're listening, you better do your hair. <laughs> uh, it's part seven. I ran into Devin Nice at the fights. I went to high school with him. He's a good guy with a sense of humor and might be a good guest. Um, we've invited Devin uh-huh. on the show. Uh, we have an open-door policy here, so he's welcome to come on the show whenever he wants. He doesn't even listen to the fucking podcast. Yeah, he so. said we're boring. Yeah. Or we're not. No, he didn't say we're boring. He said we're not that funny. But. So this is a real question. Uh, number eight, which is the last question, uh, is there much value in trash talk at this level as there is, for example, in the UFC? For example, like Luke, I like Luke and his style of approach. After the win, Luke could have said, I have the greatest look, blah, blah, blah. I have the Conor McGregor of kickboxing. Well, Kurt, that's just stupid. Um, LOL, just asking. Seems like they beat a dead horse. In my opinion, trash talking at this level does pay off. Yeah. Because if you are ever going to aspire to go to a higher level, you need to practice these things now. It, it also depends on who the person is, right? I mean, so so if you take Conor McGregor, I watched a really cool uh, well, it was a YouTube video, but all it was was the audio, right? It was of Chael Sonnen's podcast where he was talking about how, how um, the numbers that McGregor uses are not true yes. um, for his money, for everything. And and he, he was talking about how the thing that McGregor does really well is he fights and he's passionate and he does what he says he's going to do and he'll fight <laughs> anybody. Money is a result of doing all these other things well. The things that people are missing now, some of these other fighters, is that they're taking the end result of him talking money, talking trash, and they're doing that, and they're not backing it up. Yeah. They're not They're not fighting anybody. They're not coming to perform. They're saying, wow, 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 give me more money. I want McGregor money. I want the money that pays the best fights, and they don't fight, and that's the problem. Where McGregor fights, and the money is a result, and people don't realize that and that's the same with any business or anything in life you know you go do what you do very well and money will come yeah hands down i had that with my concrete company you know i turned things around we wanted to focus on money well there ain't no money right like yeah um and so that being said it's no different than training right you need to train like you're going to be fighting at the elite level these guys that only train for a fight camp and they only train for a month or two before the fight or you know five weeks before their fight then you don't see them for three months again they're not there helping anybody else out they're not there putting in work they're putting on 30 40 pounds between fights you're different you had surgery you know (laughs) um there's 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 145ers 155ers at the gym that are walking around as big as me and you yeah chris 
Chapman. Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he busted his hand. But again, right? So, so there you go. Like, that's what I'm talking about. My foot's busted up. Um, I could e- very easily go start eating cheeseburgers and falling off the wagon. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that because I know where I want to get to. So uh, if your style is is um, abrasive and, and, and getting in people's faces and stuff, then, then go for it. But if you're doing that to start trash talking but you don't, you don't do it well, yeah. like Krako. Krako did a great job. I thought Perfect. it was hilarious that he called out my hand. Perfect. It pissed me off and might have him the fight that he that he really needs. You yeah. know, um, we all we all love Ryan Mahan at this yeah. show. Like he's our friend. Oh, of course. We talk to him on the regular. He's a training partner. Um, the reality of Krako and, and Mahan fighting, it ain't gonna happen. No, no. Mahan's had too many fights, and Krako's got a losing record in MMA. I think. Yeah. So. It, it just, it just won't happen. Matt but, you Krako, know, fight Luke Spicer. Yeah. But, you know, you take, say, somebody like Advin, right? Yeah. If Advin stands out in the ring and starts trash-talking people... It's weird. It's going to be weird because yeah. he's, you know, I mean, he, he's not that guy. So it's going to look rehearsed. It's going to look fake. And and so all I can say to anybody that's listening, if you care about my two cents, is, is be authentic. If you're, if you're training and fighting and... You know, somebody like Tanner. I wouldn't. Exp- I, I would be shocked if I didn't hear you call somebody out after a fight. Like one hundred percent. Always, you know, selling, doing something. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk up my sponsors and, and things after the fight and thank people. And I mean it a hundred percent when I say all those things because it's, it's they help me get there. Um, for me, there's a time and a place. I will one hundred percent play head games with my opponent. Once it's there, um, and you know, as it as I get back into being, uh, you know, I'm still authentic. But there's the there's there's Luke, the 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 promoter and the and the and the guy, and then there's the Sandman. That's the fighter. That's the guy that shows up to. Did that little talk that before the fight? Yeah, that, switch. Yeah, that worked. Did it? Yeah, that was good. We're, we're gonna we're gonna use that one again for <laughs> sure. Yeah. But so, thanks for all the questions, Kurt. Um, you can now turn that into your third novel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you got some shit to do today. Um, on Friday, the day of the fights, I conducted an interview with UFC fighter Ryan James, who'll be making his UFC debut December 9th. We're gonna put that on this episode, so you guys stay tuned after we're done here, and uh, and tune into that. Other than that, we would just like to thank everybody that helps us with the show. So Jeremy at the Coverall Shop, uh, Lenita at Balanced Nutrition. Yeah. Who else we got? We got custom computers. Chad, thanks for the computer again, even though you don't want thanks. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that, for not <laughs> wanting thanks. You're going to get it now more often. <laughs> nah, and, uh, yeah, we got we got some other cool cool companies coming up. Hopefully, we're just working on a few things. So, hopefully, they uh, pull the trigger, want to get on board. And Milano for men, I need a fucking suit. Yeah, that would be Ad good, Adjoy. If we're going to be on TV, Adjoy, and we're going to put these videos up, I think we need more than just uh, Havoc t-shirts and um, um, Spice of Life t-shirts. I think we need some custom suits to wear on the podcast. I will give yeah. a shout-out to RJ Fight Gear. Yeah. They sent me home with seven shirts. Really? From the fights, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I talked to RJ. We, we, we missed out on the last one, but I said, man, I need some. He need was some very gear. upset that he's not making our shirts. Really? Yeah. Well, then he should return a phone call or something. Exactly. So you got beat out by Jeremy at the coverall shop, and they're pretty nice shirts, man. Like, yeah, he's not fucking around. Yeah. Uh, also, guys, Zach the intern has been shitting the bed on our fucking website. He said he's having a little bit of problems. Um, we had to change the website name actually because somebody had taken the spice of life. 
It's probably Devin. Probably. He, he probably logged on and did that. So the, the website will be www.tsolpodcast.com. I'm keeping it with Twitter. Yeah, keep it with Twitter. <laughs> not tsolpodcast.com. I'm excited to hear the interview with Ryan. Um, yeah, you actually have to listen to this episode. Yeah, I will listen to this episode and hear that. So, um, yeah, anyway, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, go to uh, fite.tv. You can still watch the uh, uploaded version of the fights. They, they don't have the whole card up yet for some reason, but, no. um, you know, check them out. You can see most of the fights. Mine's not on there. Pissed off about that. So get Fight your, TV, get we've been sharing together. you out on this podcast yeah. for a couple episodes now. I expect some fucking money. Get your crap together, though. I'll come down there and beat somebody up. All right, guys, tune in next week after the Ryan James shit that we're going to play after this for Mean Hakeem Dewadu. Wicked. Peace. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Jim. Welcome to the Spice Life podcast. Ah, thanks for having me. So if you guys don't know who Ryan Janes is, Ryan Janes has just been signed to the UFC. He's supposed to have two fights so far. Both have fallen through for reasons that I'll let him explain because he'll do a better job. But you have a fight coming up December 9th. Yes, I do. And who is that with? I was, I'm fighting a guy named uh, Keith Burrish. I don't he, know uh, he's 5-0. and oh. He's fought in the UFC before, but he fought Robert Drysdale. Oh. And Drysdale absolutely beat him, destroyed him. and uh, But Drysdale failed his drug test. So so it's no contest. So he's still 5-0, and won no contest. Well, that's a it, that's a good fight. Great fight. Is your, what, 8-1? and 8-1, one? One, no, yeah. it's an amazing fight. So, I mean, if you want to say, I mean, he's won no contest, but he's really 5-1. I yeah. mean... So it's a great fight for me. He's a very, very similar fighter to I am, I think, but uh, but just I of course think I'm way better. So now I know you better than everybody else that's probably going to listen to this thing. Yes. So you and I were sparring partners for I don't even know how long. Years. Long enough for me to get brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't punch hard. That was on you. <laughs> What, hitting hard or just having I'm a shitty chin? Just not keeping your hands up, just letting me punch you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. I don't punch that hard. No, you have very weird timing. Yes, I you, certainly do. It's hard to see when, when stuff's coming in. No, oh, yeah. But we're not we're not here to talk about our gym wars. What's that, sorry? I said we're not here to talk about our gym wars. No. <laughs> you don't so need that. Yeah, your first fight was with Adam Hunter, was supposed to be. What happened? Yeah. Uh, he failed his uh, out-of-competition drug test. For? For everything. <laughs> Every steroid known to man. Man, he, uh, it was five different substances. It was three anabolics, I believe. I mean, I don't know, but three, three steroids of some sort. Uh one estrogen blocker and glenbuterol. Wow. Yeah, it was, it's crazy. Like he like, knows he's getting tested. Well, I don't. Yes, but from what I gather from one of the other fighters that fought when we were talking about it, because I found out just before the ceremonial weigh-in, so we were just chit-chatting, and he was like, uh, "This event in Vancouver was the first time he's ever been tested, and he's been in the UFC for." Like a few years now, and he's like, "This is the first time they tested." 
us. And I got a feeling, I don't know about the American fighters, but I got a feeling they tested all the Canadian fighters at around the same time. I would guess so, yeah. Yeah, and so we all got tested, and I don't know. I mean, I guess his hope, because he knew, like, I got a feeling he knew he was going to fail. Like, he knew it. So I guess his hope was that he gets the fight. Yeah. Hopefully knocks me out, and then it was spectacular enough that after suspension, they'll let him come back, and he'll get some money out of it. (laughs) Like, that's all I can assume, because, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea why you would even... Like, you guys were notified that you were going to get tested before the fight? No, no. They just oh. show up to your house. Like, oh, okay. Was, yeah, yeah. I was I was sitting in my underwear Sunday, and I heard a ding-dong, and I was like, who the hell is that? And I looked out the door, and I was like, who are these people? I'm like, I thought they were some sort of religious group. And then I kind of looked, and I saw they had a bag, and I'm like, oh, okay, that was that. this is USADA. I'm like, Reina, people are here. She's like, oh, crap, so I had to put my pants answer the door so yeah i actually just got tested yesterday yesterday no the day before wednesday i got tested again so you've been a part of the ufc for a few months now how many times have you been tested in total twice okay yeah and then you get tested after the fight yeah you get tested in competition yeah right so this is the third scheduled fight so third time's a charm yeah well we'll hope i i i feel like he's gonna like break his ankle on the way out to the cage <laughs> Like, I was going to be standing there waiting, and he's just going to hurt himself. That's, I feel like that's my luck right now. Well, you've had probably some of the worst luck that I've ever heard of. <laughs> you know, but give credit to the UFC. As bad as it was, I, uh, I got my show money for both fights. So there's that. And, uh,. And I've had three training camps. As hard as that is, I, uh, I'm I'm better now than I was in July when I started. One hundred percent, yeah. Like crazy good. Like it's insane how much better I am now. Well, you're, I'm guessing you're training with that scary little kid, Alexi. There. <laughs> yes. He's terrifying. He's terrifying. Are you kidding me? <laughs> terrifying. And there's uh, I got I got like a, there's a lot of good guys at the gym now like there's so much um there's so much experience at the gym right now you know it's crazy because alexi's a great wrestler there's two wrestling coaches there's um i don't know if you know this guy i don't know if you met him ron pierce no uh he's he's what did kick he was like a kickboxer in thailand for many years he actually made money over there doing it so he wasn't just like once some white dude going over for a vacation and did thai boxing he Live there and made money, Thai boxing. Oh, was very good. He's very fight knowledgeable, so he's been helping me with my Thai boxing for these three camps, um, which has just been absolutely incredible. And then, of course, there's, I mean, Zuchek just promoted three of us to black belts in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so there's a ton of grappling experience, including Adam and Sarah. You know, <clears throat> so there's so much information, and then you got. Then you got like my training partners. I don't know if you met Aaron Burke, but there's Aaron who's been super great. There's um, Adam Braywood who's monster, heavyweight, yeah, heavyweight boxer. He's fighting tonight. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. he's fighting Lee Mean tonight. Oh, good luck, Lee. Yeah, it's he's also a terrifying man. Terrifying man. Just the strides he made. So he's a great training partner, and and you know Dustin Joyson. Yeah, who's 
just made incredible strides. He's fighting uh, the same day I'm fighting. Where? Uh, Triumph. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go watch that. Yeah. He's... No, I'm not. I'm going to watch your fight. Yeah. I lied. Well, my, my fight is at 2.30. In the afternoon? In the afternoon, my time, yeah. Oh, I am going to go watch this fight then. Yeah. <laughs> so there's Triumph. There, so there's Dustin, <laughs> who's been an amazing training partner for me over the last few years. Just been there for me. He's gotten so good. Like, in my mind right now, he's probably the best Canadian, one of the best Canadian MMA fighters who just haven't fought. Just <laughs> fights keep falling through. For a guy who's had no record, you know, he's like 1-0, yeah. 2-0 maybe, He he's very good. So hopefully he, he, he may get to break out soon. Is he uh, heavyweight still? Yeah, he's heavyweight. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I got a guy for him. Oh, yeah. Chris LaFantasy. Terrifying. Uh, is he? Is he? They're all... Man, it's just the, the just the yeah. So Zuma right now is just absolutely crazy with all the information going on. And you have the best coach on the planet, Adam Zuchek. Oh, Adam Zuchek, easily the coaching staff at Zuma is incredible. Adam and Sarah, right? You're missing the greatest punching bag of all time, though. Me? <laughs> is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. I did all right. You certainly did. Certainly did. I'm super excited to see you in a Reebok kit. What's that? I'm excited to see you in your Reebok kit. Yeah, I'm excited to actually wear one to the cage. Really? Yeah. For $2,500? What's that? For $2,500? Yeah, well, better than I was getting before. I mean, my last fights, like my last fight with uh, Kornberger, I had no sponsorships there, so... Anything is better than nothing. That was in Vancouver. Yeah, the one that was on the Fight Network. I got no sponsorships for that fight. How? I don't. I don't get into it. Okay. Just we, you know, pol- MMA politics stuff that you yeah, can't yeah. really, you know. We won't piss Ryan is. Jane's off this far out from his fight. I'll piss him off on like the eighth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> get me talking then. That's right. No. I, you know me. I don't fight. I don't fight angry. I don't go in no. angry. I'm You're, taking, uh, that's why, like, Alexi's in my corner, just a good, relaxed vibe going in there. He's a sweetheart. Oh, he's the nicest man alive. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Such a sweetheart. Yeah. So good. When did he get so good? All of a sudden, he was the best. I remember when I dropped him with a jab, and I'm pretty sure that was the last time he's ever been dropped. I don't think he wants to. <laughs> I don't uh, I Yeah, well... He was probably also 15 at the time. Super young, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, now he, he kills me. Like, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, the just... last time I was there, I just did rounds with Adam Braidwood. Why would you do that to yourself? It wasn't that bad. Yeah, Adam it has the most control at the gym. For the biggest man alive, just, I never worry about fighting Adam Braidwood. Like, sparring Adam Braidwood. He might have hit me five times in seven rounds. Yeah, but he's wasn't good. bad at all. No, he's good. He doesn't. He doesn't go off like you worry. I like get one good shot at him. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, before we sparred, he's like, "Don't kill me." I was like, <laughs> "Excuse me, sir. You're like six foot seven. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 a monster. He really is. No, he's. Yeah, he's going to. Uh, he's definitely going to do a lot of things in the Canadian 
boxing heavyweight boxing right now. I think he's, he's just got, boxing. Just boxing. Okay. He's gonna go. He's gonna go far. Yeah. Like every training camp, he gets so much better. You know. Well, there's only one way to go at Zuma. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you get know. Better or you end up leaving. Yeah, you're better or you're gone. <laughs> yeah. And it's not for somebody kicking you out. It's just a lack of not wanting to get beat up. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, yeah. right now, we're, there's a lot more jujitsu at the gym than there is MMA. There's only like a few fighters there. That's about it. What's Mr. Dreger doing? Just, he just boxes now. No, is he not fighting? Uh, I think he wants to take a boxing match. Nice. Like, I, th- I think that's his plan. I mean, <clears throat> I feel bad whoever fights him in boxing as a zero zero professional fighter. Yeah. That that guy just he again, he gets so much better. Like again, the knowledge he has of boxing is incredible. He's the hardest hitting 145 pounder on the planet. Oh yeah, easily. Easily. He might even <laughs> yeah. be able to fight at like under 45 now. He's small. He, he doesn't oh. he doesn't balloon up anymore. He just stays in good shape constantly. Well, he's a man now. He's not 18. That's true. You forget that, like how young they all were when, when we all both started. I'm the old man at the gym. You and I are the same age. Yeah, 35? I'm 34. I'm still younger. Yeah. Well, all right. Better looking. Well, it was the beard, right? It was the beard. <laughs> at least I got my hair. That's all I got. I wish I had that hair. My glorious, glorious hair, yeah. It's wonderful. It's amazing. I have your t-shirt hanging up in my closet. Yeah, I haven't worn it yet because uh, I'm waiting for you to fight. I know. Well, I'm just lying to people now, I feel. I got my hair cut the other night. And he was like, so how did the fight go? Talking about Manila. I'm like, it didn't happen. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm like, I tell people, you know, like people sound like, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fighter, but don't actually really fight. I'm like, yeah, I'm in the UFC. It's like, sure you are. I've never seen one clip of you in the UFC. I'm like, ah, I they, am, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. They don't give you Fight Pass because you're going to be on Fight Pass, right? Yes. They don't give you guys any love. They, we get free Fight Pass. Oh, I'm guessing you get free Fight Pass, but they're not doing like any fight breakdowns or telling people who you are. Uh, not at this point. I mean, no. this is... I They did for the Vancouver card. Like, I know my fight with uh, Hunter was was like one of those fights to watch. <clears throat> yeah, it's two Canadians going at it. Yeah, like so we were like debut Canadians. This is a fight to watch, and uh, and you know this is a little different. I mean, I guess because the whole cards on fight pass and whatnot. But you know, at this point, it's kind of on me to to really promote myself. And they do do a decent job. I mean, they're always in contact, being like, "Hey, here's this image posted on your Twitter," uh, and they're like, "If you ever need any help with your social media." let us know like they're really they're, they're good and then i have like my mark pavlich promoting me Ooh, that's a good guy right there oh, great guy right there i mean when it just comes for uh for pushing me he's the guy who who pushed me to get in the ufc i mean i was out for almost a year and then i got the call in july going hey ufc and i haven't fought in months so yeah He's the guy who did that. So, I mean, thank you, Mark Pavlich, for sure. And he's been great to me. Was the layoff because lack of opponents? No, no. Uh, Battlefield 
was really eager to get me in there. I mean, my last fight with Kornberger was a really good fight. Really exciting. Four rounds back and forth. You know, yeah. a hard-fought fight. And I just starting to kind of get a name in Vancouver. You know, people know I'm a hard fight, but after after my fight with um, then my second fight with Peron, people were like, oh, he's a guy to watch in that fight. So they, like, Battlefield really wanted me to back. But I had a uh, had a bit of an injury that I was working through that I wasn't willing to fight until it was better. Okay. And uh, and but I mean the UFC is a whole different animal, you know. You don't, you don't have, say no to that. Yeah, they call you go. Yeah, and I and I, it's better now. Like yeah. it re- it's it's through smart training and and good a good chiropractor, it's better. But uh, but at the time it wasn't like. You know, you got to do it, and I worked through it, and it, and it, and it was it was a, a great training camp for me. But it was still like I didn't want to do that for you know a lot less money and nothing just to take the chance of because when you get to like when your record starts going like I was seven seven and oh eight no when your record is like that one loss sets you back big time. Yeah, like one loss at this point, one loss at that point would have made would. At my age, would have made I would never get into the UFC. So I want to. I'm the type of guy who I want to be. I want to be a hundred percent, like a hundred percent, when I go into that fight, and give myself the best opportunity. I don't really care too much about losing. I just like trying my hardest, and I feel I felt like if I was going to go into a fight, be like hurt, I would set myself back. Yeah, makes you know? sense. Makes definitely sense. Lo- definitely locally. I know people have different attitudes to it. My attitude has always been I, I'm an athlete more than I am a fighter. Yeah. So I approached it like that. I was looking at my career, not necessarily just trying to be tough. I know yeah. I'm tough. I don't really care. Like a blown out knee is different than a broken nose. Not saying that your knee is blown out or anything. but No, I know exactly. Yeah. You're, 100, you're, you're 100% right. Yeah. Well, you know, like... A little, yeah, a, a little cauliflower ear is one hundred percent different than like than like a super bad elbow, you know. Yeah. So, it's so true. Bellator so, yeah. never con- contacted you. No, no. Idiots. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, for me, it's it was more about the notoriety than it was about the money, you know. Okay, so it was about those three letters. Yeah, like I like. It's like even if the hockey league in Europe was paying really well, you want to be in the NHL. Yeah. You know, and and, and you know, like there's there's different views on it all, but we'll see how it works out. Now as a 35-year-old guy, how long do you plan on doing it? Right now, I'm I'm hoping to pull like pull like a Cerrone just fight as much as I can. Yeah. Long, long as I'm like healthy, long as I don't get really injured, fight as long as I fight it, fight as much as I can. I'm lucky that I haven't had too many injuries though. Yeah, you've never had any major surgeries never, or anything like no, that. Zero. I've never had really any concussions, things like that. So I'm really lucky that I haven't been hurt. So I don't really have to worry too much about it. Yeah. So I feel. I mean, look at the champion in my weight class. He's almost 40 years old. It's true. Right? And he's got one eye. Yeah, right? And look at <laughs> <laughs> look at 
look at uh, look at the number one contender now, Romero. He's uh, he's thirty seven, thirty eight. Yeah. So, realistically, it's an older man's sport. I, if I can get a lot of fights in, I theoretically can go at least another five years. We'll see what happens, though. So, when you throw out those two, like the champion and the number one contender, when I would match you up with them, I kind of like that fight. Yeah, for sure. Yoel's a big guy. He's going to wrestle think- with you. Yeah, but he's a muscular guy. Yeah, he's gonna gas. But, he's a cheater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, but I mean, like, Chris Wyman was bigger than Romero. Yeah, and I'm bigger than Chris Wyman. Oh, yeah, you're Chris a Wyman's big six dude. For, yeah, yeah, Wyman's six one. I'm six what? three. Yeah, I get. What do you walk around at? Like two ten? Like. But when? Like when I got called to the UFC? Not, not in camp. Not in camp? Yeah. Well, just coming off that injury, when I got called in July for, in the UFC, I was 235 pounds. Yeah, but not like, not in shape 235. Generally, when I'm like like training and kind of dieting, but not super dieting, I'm normally about 220, 215. 215 That's a good generally. Rate, though. Yeah. Like when I seen you last year, I was two forty five. Oh, yeah. Jacked. <laughs> jacked. <laughs> yeah. I'm never jacked. One thing I don't have unless I'm cutting weight is like abs. You have huge arms. Who me? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just big arms, big legs, and nothing in the center here. Just tiny. Yeah, that's true. You're kind of like a, a piece of plywood on the chest. I have just super like scrawny hair and then everything else just comes <laughs> off of like the, the thinness. Big head, small body, big arms. Another question. Did the Battlefield Fight League ever come after you for their belt back? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, it, they don't give you the belt. I mean, it's in the contract that they re, they give you a replicate. Piece of shit. It's, yeah, it's not as nice as the real belt. The real that belt one was nice. Super nice. Holy cow. That was a really nice belt. The, uh, but the replica is, is not as nice. I mean, but it is something. I Battlefield treated me really well, really yeah. well, and uh, they were really like, even when I was injured, and even when the UFC came calling, they were always like, Jay was always really good to me, really kind of respectful to me, and really understanding. Well, he doesn't he, have a choice. Well, but he could have been he could have been an asshole to me directly. Yeah, bad decision. But yeah, but but I mean, he was he was always really good. I mean, of course, he was not happy that I didn't fight closer to when I got signed. Yeah, you know that's what that's what he wanted, and of course, because he can promote a fight around me, people like to watch him fight. Like I get from a business perspective, you get why he wanted to do that and why he was probably upset by that. But I mean, he's a promoter. He's looking at he's. What are you gonna? Yeah, well, I bet you that belt for him to make it costs a lot of money. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Now we we had weigh-ins last night, and we have the heavyweight title on the line. Yeah. I stole it like a gangster, (laughs) and I left with it. So the heavyweights are competing tonight for this belt right here, but they're not getting it because I took it. He stole it like a gangster. So what are they getting? Are they getting the replica? I'm going to bring them like my Wrangler belt. They can have that. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> no, I'll bring it back. 
Um, just 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 go to Walmart and buy like a fake wrestling belt. Right? It's a little so, tiny one kids have. So this podcast goes on YouTube a couple days before your fight. So Havoc always gives me a belt to put on the podcast and then I talk about Havoc for a little bit, but we're not even going to talk about them. We're going to talk about Ryan James because he's in the UFC. No, I actually don't really know the. I know, was it Tim Bozer? Tom? Tanner? Tanner Bozer? Yeah. Yeah. I just know his name and that he's one of the best heavyweight MMA fighters in Canada. He doesn't like, fight for us. He doesn't? No. He's a unified guy. Oh, but he's fighting for your title? No, we got uh, Grayson Wells versus Steve Steve Roy. Oh, okay. It was different, but the opponents change. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. What's the records like? Uh, Grayson's 2-1, and one, but he has a lot of amateur fights. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, Steve is the same with a lot of amateur fights, amateur so it'll be fights, a good fight. Yeah. You know, I don't really understand amateur MMA too much. I mean, it's pretty much the same with like shorter rounds. Yeah. Like, I don't understand like what the real difference is. I don't know how they do it in Vancouver. Do they have ground and pound? I think so. Oh. I was, I think no elbows, though. Okay. And they can kick to the head? Yes, but I think no knees to the head. Makes sense. Just basically to avoid cuts. Yeah. You know, like the damage in amateur MMA, but beyond that, I don't really. So our commission just changed the rules here. So when you have three amateur fights, then you can do everything. So you'll have like three minute rounds with a minute and a half break, but you can ground and pound and elbow and kick to the face and all that. Is it a minute and a half break? Yeah. But you can only do that if you have three amateur fights on your card? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. So the two guys would have to have three fights each. Oh. Okay. On their record, right? Yeah. So they could be zero and three or whatever. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it yeah. it makes more sense just because like how are they supposed to get used to ground and pound? Yeah. No. For sure. For sure. I agree. Oops. See, Ryan James agrees. I do. I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> but I don't. I mean, at a minute and a half break, I mean, you give them tons of time to recover, right? How is your job coping with you being in the UFC because you work for the government? My job is really supportive. I mean, I had to make it clear before, too, that to, to another question you asked, someone else asked that question, It, I, they don't just give me time. I, I'm using my vacation time to go, so that's yeah. my time that I just have within con- contractually, so they're not. But they're very supportive. Like when I was, I had time booked off for for Manila, and uh, and they were like okay with canceling that, so I was able to use it for this fight. So they're really uh, they're really supportive that way. I mean, everyone I I work with, they're like they're really excited. They'll probably watch it, you know, themselves. They're all really they're all really good to me, um, but they're okay with it. Yeah, you mean. They understand. They uh, they all have you know people have their things that they want to do, and they understand when people kind of got a goal. So let's say all hell breaks loose, you get three fights within six months. You win them all, and then you're getting that UFC money. And let's say you could fight for the next three years. Do you keep your job? Yes. Okay. Well, for sure. One hundred percent. I I think so. I mean. 
It's not like I have a like I don't have a physical job. I have yeah, a I guess you're just sitting there. Yeah, like I have a desk job. Yeah. Like, so I mean, I don't need to need to give up my job. I mean, I do have. I can probably take a leave without pay. Things like that. Yeah. Which I, which I can organize, but I don't think I'd quit my job just to. Just, just to fight. Just to fight. I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a great job. People are really good, super supportive. You know, I do have my vacation time that I can use. Um, you know, it's just it's good. I don't know why I would have to quit just to. Some people do. It's yeah, doing well, those three I, a days and stuff like that. Yeah, but some people like don't. Some people have really physical jobs. Yeah. That, they can't really train because they're physically working all day. Like, you know, if they're a carpenter or, or whatnot. And I get that. I if, if I had a physical job and I was actually able to make, like, if I was making really, really good money and I can just fight full time, I would do that for sure. Why not? Like, why not? <laughs> but, yeah. Anybody that has a physical job usually hates it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so I'm... Um, I'm lucky that I don't have to do that. Like I'm fortunate that I'm a. I don't have to fight. I want to fight. You know. Yeah, you, like for a while there, you were on a run of just taking one fight a year. Yeah. And I always just chalked it up as Ryan's just having fun. <laughs> well, that was also <laughs> it was hard to find fights, man. Yeah. Like, you know, you get you start getting a reputation, and people start avoiding it. Like, no matter how hard you punch. It, People, the, my irritation is like you can punch them as hard as you want and if you don't have good cardio you're going to die 100%. so it was hard, it was hard to get fights yeah. for me like I only fought once a year because def- and at the time there wasn't a lot of promotions like Battlefield wasn't really around when I was like in the middle of that that career sort of deal. yeah it was AFC King of the Cage would come around once a year yeah and, and, and the yeah, the AFC kind of moved out of Victoria into into Edmonton and Calgary. So you know, like they just they just moved out. Like, like BCs are hard. Uh, definitely Victoria is a hard hard market to get into. Yeah, like, like go back to again Battlefield. There are people I have experience with. I mean, like they they seem to be doing it pretty right. You know, keeping the venues reasonable, keeping most of the talent local. You know, yeah, things like I that. I got a call a couple years ago. And they're like, okay, we need a 185-pounder. I said, okay, who? <laughs> Ryan James. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they asked you to do the fight, but they wanted you to do the fight. And I was like, With fuck who? that. You? I didn't want to do it, no. Oh, no. I'm, I'm terrified. I didn't know. They didn't ask. I didn't oh. ask me. I probably would have said no as well. But uh-uh. no. Not interested in that fight. No, no. Well, like that was that's the things like when you talk about like rematches or fighting people you know or trained with. This, if there's not a really good reason for it, wouldn't wouldn't happen. If there's a belt or maybe ten grand on the line, I'll get beat up for something like that. But <laughs> well, yeah, that's the reason I took the Peron rematch because there's a belt on the line. Yeah. Right. I don't know if I would have fought Kornberger again, though. I mean, which is the, the, the probably the fight they would want me to do. I probably, mean, yeah. That was a good fight. It makes it makes sense from their point of view. But, like, you, there's, <laughs> there's no... Rematches are 
kind of ridiculous at this level. There's no real point of fighting the same guy a hundred times. Yeah. You, well, you beat them. Time to move on. There's so many people booting around at 185 pounds, and you can go to the States, or you can get fights anywhere, but as Canadians, we're kind of stuck in Canada for some reason. I don't know why. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of work to get a Canadian across that border. It's true. I believe, like a lot of paperwork that a lot of uh, organizations don't necessarily have the 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 resources to get Canadians over. Yeah, you know, I I know like we've brought Americans to fight in havoc before, mm-hmm. but it wasn't crazy. No, I I think it's I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I don't know. Because I mean, my process to, to to get to get a visa to go to New York was basically fill out a form, and the UFC took care of it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have handlers now. Yeah, dude, they're great. I mean, the the people who work for the UFC are amazing. They've been on it and just crushing it. Uh, to 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 me, like, the, how they've been treating me as some schmuck. Trying to yeah. fight for the first time, they've been treating me like I feel like I've been treated pretty well. I heard that Mark Pavlich back in the day with MFC was basically the next best. I heard the same thing. As for who, as for how fighters were treated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he wasn't, he wasn't playing around. He he ran a. He he said to me once, he's like, when I offered a contract to somebody, I would like, here's the deal, I'll, you get treated right, you get treated well. But you're not going to have easy fights. It's true, right? So just know that like, you're not getting easy fights in the MFC. But Who ever asked for an easy fight, though? I don't know. Sometimes it's nice to have an easy fight. I guess. I don't know. I'm, the way I look at it is, if I'm putting in three, six, or how like you're going on probably nine months of hard training at this point for for UFC fights. 30 seconds in there just doesn't get me going. Really? No. But see, but that's the difference between you and I. <laughs> I want to get hit. Yeah, I, I, I get hit, but I don't want to get hit. It's, I don't like getting hit, but like I, if I put in that much time, I want to feel it the next day. I just want to win. I'm okay with making it quick. That's why I'll lose, though. That's why I'll <laughs> That's fair. Fair enough. I mean, you can't argue with that, I guess. No, I'm. If I can not get hit, I would be very happy if I can get through a fight with not getting hit. That has not been my uh, MO, but. No, you're, the Mike Hackert fight oh, terrified me. Yeah, it, it terrified. I think it terrified Mike Hackert, I think. Oh, there was mouth guards flying out of the cage. <laughs> I was sitting cage side. Yeah, it, it, you could, I could hear you getting hit so hard, and I was like, "Wow!" I that that's when I realized that I would do better in a five round fight because I felt like I ran out of time in that fight. One hundred percent. If we had two more rounds, I think I would have won that fight. Yes, they yeah. should have done it for the title. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were both on our second fight, so I doubt that. But no. Who uh, who who was Alexi one time was being interviewed and they asked him like what was the craziest thing you've ever seen and he was talking about my fight with Kornberger. He was like uh, watching my teammate get punched a thousand times in a round and still <laughs> win the fight. You ate some overhand rights in that. 
Oh, for sure. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first round was brutal. I'm surprised because all I ever threw at you was overhand rights. Dude, I have a, a habit. I mean, it's better now and, and whatnot, but uh, I've had a ha- have a habit of chasing, standing really high and chasing the head with my jab. Huh. That's why. Uh, that's why he, in the first round, that's why he did it. And then in between rounds, Zutrek was like, "So, Ryan, he's doing exactly what we talked about: going low <laughs> and coming high. We knew he was doing this. You need to start covering up. Stop chasing him with your jab." I'm guessing you fix that now. It's better now, and I fixed it halfway through that fight. Yeah. Like in the second round, when I started to hit him more, I started to get hit less. You know, in the third round, it's even it was even less. The You're the best possum player I've ever met, I think. Because <laughs> I, I don't cracked you hard. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Nothing. Not unless I hit like a bitch. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's just I I always say I make up I make up my uh make up for my lack of athletic ability with my cardio and being able to take a punch like a champ. Yeah, you don't you can take the best punch I've ever seen and you don't stop. No, no. Which is which fantastic. is really which is really crappy. Like, I get asked, "Oh, so you're really good at jujitsu, or you know, rear naked choke, blah blah blah." And I'm like, I'm not like hitting the rear naked choke all over like at the gym all the time. It's not what I'm particularly good at. It's just I break people. Yeah. And they go, "What's my options here? It's either let him knock me out, or let this guy choke me because I just went out of this fight." And that's what happens every time. You've done a fantastic job of it so far. Great job, just. <laughs> and that's the thing. Talking about my my new opponent. I mean, you got to watch this fight with Drysdale. He uh, yeah. he he was broken before he walked into that walked into that cage. He was broke. I don't even think he threw a punch in that fight. And yeah. uh, and that, I mean, he won't do that to me because I don't have the same reputation as Robert Drysdale. But I can guarantee you, if it hits the second round, he's not going. He's not going to be the same man who walked into that cage. Now that I've been cornering guys and coaching a lot more, I can really notice that stuff with the guys going to the cage. I I know who's going to win because some guys just walk in there like they're just yeah. I'm beat already. I'm I'm already beat. So terrified. You feel it. You feel it when uh, when like I'm like. When I'm clinch, when I'm clinching, you just you just feel them, just kind of body, just kind of go, oh yeah. Like again, like it it happened. Like one of my fights, the guy kept spitting out his mouth guard. I'm like, well, you're done. Yeah, he's quitting. Yeah, he wanted a break, right? He well, he wasn't getting it, so I'm like, okay, well, you're done. That's when I knew he was. That's that's when I knew I won that fight. Uh, when I fight, when I fought Marcus Hicks, when. Dude, man, when I fought him though, he did not. He was like, made weight, was a different fighter, was like ready to come in and fight. Like we were surprised, and he didn't break. But when he broke, like I felt it. Like I was clinching him. I sent felt felt that knee, and he was just like, um, okay, this is it. I'm done. Yeah, and he's a piece of shit now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's always been really good to me. I can't. Everyone's always like, people are really good to me. I really don't know why, so I've never really had the same, same, like encounters with people than everyone. You hear all these things, yeah. like, That didn't happen to me. You're not a dick, though. You're nice that's, to everybody. That's fair. <laughs> it's it's hard to so, not like, like you. 
yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, unless you're get, getting beat up by you. that I've been beat up by you a million times. I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tanner, you're the best. Make me blush. So we talked about you the other day on the podcast, and I was trying to explain you. And the only way I could explain you was a giant jack nerd. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty accurate description. And it's not being mean. No, not even a little bit. That's a ac- pretty accurate. Like Leo Santos was up doing jiu-jitsu seminars, and he looked at me. He's like, nerd. <laughs> he doesn't even speak English. <laughs> nerd. Nerd. That's all he, he calls me. Hey, nerd. How's it going? That's true. When you, you know... You read comic books and collect Transformers, but then you're a small giant compared to most people at the gym. Yes. That's, that's I was actually going to bring my Batman collection out here, and I forgot. Oh, really? I should yeah, I should have brought up all my Transformers. Oh, man. Show them off. It'd be a terrible show, but... Uh, it'd be the worst. People would be like, <laughs> what am I watching? Is that, Are they going to talk about fighting or the collectibles? I don't yeah. know. I've got a giant stack of Batman graphic novels. Oh, that's awesome. They're the only ones I read, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I have, like, stacks of comic books that I haven't gotten around to read yet. What's your favorite comic book? Favorite comic book? That's a good question. There's a lot of good ones out right now. Or character. I don't really read your your standard Marvel or DC. So, Image Comics, so they're the ones who, they're the guys who put out uh, The Walking Dead. Keep talking. Oh, that's good. The Walking Dead. She she wants to say hi. Oh, okay. Come here. Walking Dead, Invincible, oh. Saga. They're all good. She doesn't do it. I have all the Walking Dead stuff too. Oh, the Walking Dead's great. Yeah. I love what Robert Kirkman. That's the writer of the Walking Dead. I love what he puts out. Like, do you watch the show too? I don't. I think it's shit. God damn it! It's the worst show ever. Well, they don't follow the books. They kind. It's a rough outline. I don't care about the book. Here's the hilarious thing. It's not necessarily about, oh, they, they change it from the comic. Because that doesn't make a difference. Have you watched the show Preacher? Yes. Yes, so that's based off a comic book. Yeah. And that the show itself is very different than the comic. Very different. Huh. I haven't read the comics, so. Yeah, it's super different. But what they kept was the characters were the same. Yeah. So, like... Like the main character is a badass, the female character is a badass, the vi- the vampire guy is hilarious. While The Walking Dead, Carl in the comic book is a straight up badass. In the yes. show, he's a, he's shitty. I hate him. He's a whiny <laughs> bitch. It's what he is. He's got uh, no eye now. What's that? Well, yeah, but he has no eye in the comic book. He took that like a champ. Yep. Now he's still like a, a, a bitch. Like I can't take it. I just can't take it. There's no Daryl in the comic books, though. But Daryl, Daryl's the one character I like in the show. He's awesome. He's super awesome. But you didn't, you know, like I'm. Ah, it's just, it was bad. I could after the second season, I just couldn't watch it. Rick still has a hand. That upsets me. He Rick still handed. does have a hand. He's got two hands. He should have only one. That's uh, one hand too many. And Negan, Negan's here now. They got a good character for Negan. Yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's awesome. He's super awesome, but I'm not. I don't know if uh, I haven't really. I, I haven't watched it. I'm just too crushed. But he's. I like him as an actor. Well, I will okay. say that Lucille's a bad bitch. <laughs> yeah, she is. She certainly is. <laughs> at my desk at work, I have a bunch of um, 
little like figures of The Walking Dead at my desk. Yeah. But the, from the comic book, not the shitty show. So okay, one-headed Rick, Angela, who's still alive, just kicking ass. The governor, uh, Glenn, who was badass in the comic. He gone now. What's that? He's gone now. Oh, I know he's gone. I'm 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 up to date. So on my you comic stay book. up to date. I do. I do. I know what's happening in the comic book. I knew Glenn was going to die like years ago. Yeah, I just didn't know how he was going to die. If they're actually going to do it like it was supposed to be done. Yeah, they did. Yes. People, people hated that, you know. I loved it. They're like, it was too violent. I'm like, well, <laughs> read the comic. Yeah, the comics are way worse. Way worse. <laughs> read a book. Way you're worse. Okay, you're okay for the shit that happens in Game of Thrones, but you're upset when Glenn's head gets bashed in? Come on. Yeah, there's rape on the Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, brutal. Full on rape. <laughs> yeah, but but Glenn got brutalized by a bat, and you're just like, oh my god, this is just too much. But they didn't show any breasts, so it's not all right. <laughs> no, it's like, long as the, if there was tit, it would be good. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Everybody would be just shocked by that. They'd be like, oh, that's nice. That's a boob. Oh, that guy's gone. Okay. Yeah. We're good. That guy's head is bashed, but there's yeah. a boob that makes it up for it, I guess. <laughs> I like you're, boobs. You're big into video games, too. What's that? You're big into video games, too. I was big into video games. I haven't had I haven't had time to play video games. I've just been busy oh. with life. Because you're computering. Yeah. Oh, I played a lot of video games. I was a big computer nerd. Yeah. But I now I just... By the time I get home, I'm done with computers. Well, thank and God. All, all I want to do is just kind of watch TV, relax, and spend some time with my, my girl, and just, that's it. That makes me happy, because you were playing a game when I used to live there. It was some, I can't remember what it was, but it was terrible. It was terrible. It wasn't that bad, Tanner. Come on. It was about dragons and wizards. Oh, yeah. Dragon's Age is what you're talking That's about. it. That was a great game. Thank you very much. <laughs> Amazing. It's one of the last best games I've played. So a regular day for you, what does it consist of? A day? One whole day. One whole day. Well, let's say, let's go Monday. Okay. Monday I'd wake up, go for a jog in the morning, and uh, and then I'd come home, shower, go to work. And then after work, generally I would go to uh, jiu-jitsu, like gi, because uh, I love it. That's my passion. And then after I do gi rolling i'll take a break and if it's monday i'll do six rounds of pads if it's on wednesday i'll do do a couple rounds of pads and sparring light sparring kickboxing sparring and then tuesdays and thursdays i'll do grappling wrestling friday is the mma sparring and saturday is 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 hard wrestling so you're only sparring twice a week now yes okay and way later like Wednesday is light kind of technique, kickboxing, sparring, and Monday, sorry, and Friday is more MMA sparring, so we use the small gloves, so we're not smashing each other with those small gloves, so it's more like just working on getting the takedown more so than it is to smash your opponent. That's what we do here, too. We do light sparring on Tuesdays, and then Thursdays is MMA sparring. Yeah, I mean, you just, you don't, like, you need to spar, like, we're all not Cowboy Cerrone, who's been fighting for a hundred years, right? 
who doesn't really need to spar anymore. He gets it. He fights. Like, he fights so much that he doesn't really need to spar. Yeah. While, like, I need to get my timing, I need to get my range, I need to spar a bit, but I don't need to go balls out, you know? Well, it, it, uh, when my I was there, we used to... Th- it is. Yeah, well, when I was there, we used to throw down. Throw down. That was the old... Uh, <laughs> We'll call that the Gavin Neal time there. Yeah, we used to beat the shit out of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but as that was just the way it was at the time. I mean, and that was just the thought of it. You know, you go hard. That was the point. And then you, uh, and now the 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 thoughts of we don't really need brain damage. Like I don't need to take no. it. I don't need to leave the gym feeling all fuzzy, not being able to think of things. And that doesn't happen. Like, I haven't really taken a super hard shot in a long time. My head has been feeling great. Like, it's been amazing. That's good, though. It's really good. Like, you don't need it. You just need to get your timing down. You don't need to get hurt. Well, I've done it, so I know that I can take it, so I don't need to do it anymore. That's that's my mentality of it. But I agree. I agree with that mentality. Like, I know I can take a punch, so why do I need to prove to anyone that I can take a punch? I'm now just thinking about it. There were so many guys there that hit so hard. Yeah. Like Tark. Yes. (laughs) There's Nick. Yeah. Chino. Yeah, yeah. He hit hard. Oh, yeah. Gavin hit like a pussy. (laughs) Fuck that guy anyway. Fuck that guy. Too good. You do do hit hard. You're a big guy. Yeah, yeah. Joy said he he hits hard. Who? Dustin. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's murdered some guys with some spinning kicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's good. Now it's yeah, like when, even with big punchers like Braywood, we're not we're not doing big punching. You know, like it's just it's not there. I mean, Braywood and Dustin go a little harder than than uh, than for example Dustin and I go. Yeah, but but they're both huge, 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 ginormous men. But that's a whole different. But when I when I when I'm sparring with most people, we're all pretty good. Yeah, generally. Like, what? Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, but like, I mean, we do have a hard punch at the gym. Like, I mean, it's not it's not the same because well, Tark was a freak. But I mean, it's like <laughs> Braywood punches hard. Dustin, I mean, Aaron Burke is fast and got a hard punch. I mean, it's. So my main training partner here is Advan Omic. Yeah, I've heard of him, yeah. And he's good. But we're in the same weight class. So everybody explains it to me when we spar. It's like Batman and Superman going at it. Because <laughs> one guy gets hit, and then there's a 10% harder punch that comes after oh, him. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. then by the end of the five minutes, it's a full-on fight. Yeah, yeah. But that happens. And then we laugh at each other and then hug and yeah, leave. Yeah. <laughs> that was your thing, Tanner, though. That was what you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that was I'm not, thirty I'm not seconds of it, but you definitely were pretty bad at just going, 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 and punching a little harder. And then, like, okay, my ego will not allow this, so I got to punch harder. <laughs> I'm doing this. That was when the thirty-second buzzer one. Yeah, that was a classic Tanner move. <laughs> I still talk about that. Me and Abraham are chatting about it all the time. We're just oh, it's like he'll name come up. Like for example, like I was telling him, like I'm going to be talking to you this week. He's like, oh Tanner, yeah. You I mean like at 30 seconds he throws a punch? I'm like, oh classic Tanner. <laughs> it's good that it I left sense. an impression on you guys. 
No, you dude, that three second buzzer thing is is been uh, is ingrained in our souls. <laughs> Everybody's been hit. If so, yeah, if someone goes thirty seconds, I still cover up. <laughs> wow, I know I had a great round, time. You always get hit with that punch, and you're gonna be like, "I'm an idiot. Why did I? I knew this was coming. Why did I do this?" <laughs> It was stupid. Oh, I know when I was there, I had a fantastic time. Oh yeah, well it's a great, it's a great gym, great people. Like even to this day, the the community at Zuma is 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 incredible. Yeah, I mean Zuma is the reason I'm still in Victoria. I would still be there if I yeah. could get work. Like it's just I can't no, make just, ten dollars yeah, an hour. I, I, but I get that. But me like. <laughs> I, you know, I have from Newfoundland, so I got a lot of family there. My brothers have, like, I have five nieces in Newfoundland. Oof. Like, like family, like, like, and I'm close to my family, like, really close to my family. And, uh, and, like, that would want to, that's what would draw me home. But, I mean, now, but because of Zuma, I mean, I stayed. I mean, it gave me a community, a life. It gave me a family, you know? Yeah. I still consider all you guys family. Yeah, like it's, when I go home, that's where I call home. Exactly, and I'm I'm the same way. I mean, I can't, I can, I can't. Right now, I can't imagine my life without Zuma. Right, seeing those, seeing all those ugly mugs every day. I cry myself to sleep every night. <laughs> you too. Yes. <laughs> I I cry for a whole different reason though, but I do. So you have a, a girlfriend now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Different mean, one than the one I knew. Yes, yes. I don't Dr. think I met her, but no, no, Raina, Raina, my lovely partner. We uh, we've been together for I think five years now. Oh wow. Yeah, we like bought a house. I mean, oh, pretty pretty much married. Oh, you're married. Yeah, yeah. No I kids. Know. No, not yet. I like that. Not yet. Not yet. We want kids. <laughs> I want kids. I love kids. Yeah. It's... My kid is six. That's craziness. Six. Yeah. That's craziness. Because you remember, and she was about this big. Yeah, like she was born. You moved soon after she was born, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I just couldn't figure out a way to make money there and no. feed a kid. Before is a hard spot to make money. Yeah. Let's be honest. But no, I. Yeah, she was. She, she was like, that's crazy. Well, I, I think about it. I have a niece who's fourteen, and that blows me away. Wow. Yeah. Whose child is that? That's my oldest brother, Sean. How old is he? He's he's 40. Holy crap. Wow. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. 40. 40. 40. Old. Oof. Oh. And he's, I know, I, but that blows me away Like to think about that. just. But yeah, so soon, soon hopefully to, to, to have kids within a year. I, I've said before, my big hope with the UFC is if I'm able to save enough money to to when she takes maternity leave, I can take a leave of absence for a little bit to help, right, to well, be there. You should get paternity leave, do you not? We In BC, in Canada, in BC, you share it. Uh, oh, yeah, so it would be like six and six. Yeah, so I take it away from her, which I don't want to do. I mean, it doesn't make to, sense. They need to take the year off, right? I'm not the one who freaking gave birth to a child. Well, to be fair, that kid needs the mother a little bit more than it needs you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you can't feed it. No, not at all. Not even a little we bit. We can get you so, implants and you can try. 
Nah, that's don't okay. want that. No, I mean <laughs> maybe if that's no, nah, but I'm uh, but but that'd be my that'd be something cool if if through fighting I was able to take time like a leave to to be there for 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 my girl and 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 my and my child that'd be that'd be ideal it'd be amazing 100 percent. you know you know i have a kid you know how important all that is yeah so right. like for me doing this podcast now i get to stay home really yeah that's amazing so i'm missing my partner today too actually luke spicer because he's fighting tonight yeah so I he think- wasn't able to be here yeah, but I don't think you should give him the pass. He should have been here too. Like, it's your <laughs> job, Doc. Like, come on. You yeah. Be here. So what we're gonna do with this show is we're gonna save this for Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We're gonna tack on fifteen minutes of an intro or something like that, and then sure. we're gonna get it out before your fight. Beautiful. So then everybody will know. Tell everybody where they can watch the fight. Oh yeah, uh, it'll be on uh, Fight Pass. Okay. So if you don't have it, subscribe to Fight Pass and watch me. Um, it's so my time, so Pacific time. It's at about two uh, thirty, so five five thirty Eastern. It starts. I'm like the second fight in, so I'll be right there early. Watch me uh, destroy Kevin Burrish. Kevin Burrish. Burrish. It doesn't matter what his name is. Yeah, fuck you, Kevin. He's, he's just. This is it. I'll retire and maybe done. How old is he? He's he's younger than me, actually. Oh well, whatever. He'll be, he doesn't he'll be, look as good. No, not at all. So we got December ninth. Look at this, right? Yeah, show, right. Show them what you got. Well, I'm all skinny now. Oh yeah, I'm some skinny now. I'm under two hundred pounds right now. So, so we got Ryan James December 9th at five thirty your time. Yes, no five thirty Eastern. So that's two thirty three hours versus different. some bum. He's getting killed. He's dead. Toast. <laughs> uh, fight pass. Watch yeah, my don't hang up. You. Don't hang up right now. I'm going to keep talking to you for a couple minutes. But sure. thanks, everybody, for tuning into the Spice Life podcast. We'll check you next week on Tuesday. Peace.